Ignite your pack. Five little monkeys jumping on the bed One fell off and bumped his head Mama called the doctor and the doctor said No more monkeys jumping on the bed Four little monkeys jumping on the bed one fell off and bumped his head Mama called the doctor and the doctor said No more monkeys jumping on the bed Three little monkeys jumping on the bed One fell off and bumped her head Mama called the doctor and the doctor said Monkeys jumping on the bed. Two little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said, No more monkeys jumping on the bed. One little monkey jumping on the bed She fell off and bumped her head Mama called the doctor and the doctor said No more monkeys jumping on the bed So that was one request from a four-year-old named uh, Solina. Here's another request from my best buddy who lives up in uh, Sacramento. Let's see. Eight. There were eight in the bed. Little one said, roll over. Roll over, so they all rolled over, one fell out. Seven, there were seven in the bed, and the little one said, Roll over, roll over, so they... I was born with a stiff, stiff upper lip. Like a
That was Stiff Upper Lip by ACDC. And uh, that's sent out to uh, to Earl up there in Sacramento. The second song I played was called No More Monkeys Jumping on the Bed. Okay? And uh, that and the first song I played, The Inty Binty Spider, a little musical homily about uh, sticking to your task. Keep coming back out there after the sun is shining and rise up the rain. Get out there again and try to climb the water spout. So let's go out to Selena. Hello, Selena. Hope you're doing good. This is the B and this is the Labor and Love Show on Mutiny Radio. Slight diversion there to play some requests. Labor and Love Radio. Labor and Love Radio says, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, one person, some person worked for a dollar they didn't get. Labor and Love Radio says, if you don't have a seat at the table, at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And Labor and Love Radio admonishes you, warns you never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. And I should point out that we're coming to you from Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, a real down-home cultural arts center in lots of neighborhoods around the city used to see these things little storefronts where a group of people performers of some sort or artists put their money together and rented a space and worked out of that space they're few and far between now the land is worth too much but here we are Mutiny Radio, formerly Mutiny Radio Cafe, now Mutiny Radio Art Center, Underground Comedy Center. Videos, come in and rent a space, a hundred bucks an hour and have whatever you want. We just had an AA meeting in here. There's art up all over the walls that's changed periodically. Come on in. And get involved. Get yourself a voice. Be on the radio. Tell everybody what you think and why. Play your favorite music. Be an expert on something. It's all waiting for you here at Mutiny Radio. All right. Uh, I'd like to play some music before we get started. Cameron, little hip hop. Yo, 
I hate my boss, dude think he know it all And I know I know it all, but I follow protocol Hope he's sitting in the casket, got me sitting in traffic It's 7 a.m. And I woke up late, didn't even have a shower Lunch break, give me a break, a damn half an hour All this bullshit for 12 bucks an hour Plug me to Chuck D, wanna fight the power Instead I like the sound before I go in the office Being here 8 hours, sure, get your nausea Lady across from me, telling me a problem I'm looking at her like, yo I'm gonna solve it. You know our ethnicity. Car, no friend. Don't forget electricity. Internet, cable, and the phone all connected. Food, gas, tolls. Oh, now it's getting hectic. Brand new clothes. Now you rather see me naked. Yo, check it. I got my check. Now I'm feeling disrespectful. Why am I working here? It ain't working here. It ain't worth it here. I'm never gonna persevere. Ain't no money for new shoes or purses here Should've done my first career, huh? Nursing, yeah Now I'm sitting here thinking about the work I put in This verse from the everyday working woman I put on my pants, put on my shoes I pray to God, paid all my dues I'm trying to win, seem like I was born to lose All I can say I say let me let me through, but they don't let me through. You wanna quit? Quit. God damn, I'm ready to. Lifestyle I'm living ain't steady, not at all. All I can say, hey yo, I'm looking for a job. Ain't nobody hiring. Then I ask the boss, what y'all doing firing? You I'm admiring. Nice job, family man, car, and looking in these warm advertising. Should've been a fireman, learn to do wiring, then get retirement. I blame my environment. I'm on an interview, huh? But delivery, locked up felonies. Now the dude quizzing me. He working on my future. Why you need to know my history? All he did was Google me. No big mystery. He ain't digging me politely, nope. he was dissing me No, we're not hiring, but thanks for the visit, please He ain't want me, my grandmother warned me Them goddamn felonies were haunt me, taunt me No second chance, back to the same block Go home, my baby mom and change locks It's a game, I okay, the game's on Then she opened the door with the chain on Said she been reaching out huh, for several days I ain't helping out, we need to go our separate ways I was just amazed, wanna go another route? Let me get my clothes, said she took them to my mother's house She was pissed off, yeah, P.O. And said go ahead and wild out, I call you P.O. I put on my pants, put on my shoes I pray to God, paid all my dues I'm trying to win, seem like I was born to lose All I can say I say let me let me through, but they don't let me through. You wanna quit? Quit. God damn, I'm ready to. Lifestyle I'm living ain't steady, not at all. All I can say, I put on my pants, put on my shoes. I pray to God, paid all my dues. I'm trying to win, seem like I was born to lose. All I can say. I say let me let me through, but they don't let me through. You wanna quit? Quit. God damn, I'm ready to. Lifestyle I'm living ain't steady, not at all. All I can say, 
like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. On the stage, you know they just don't care. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far. Cause a man with the touch of repossessed my car. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window, watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow. A crazy lady living in a bag, eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag, such a dance to tangle, skipped the life and dango. A circon princess seemed to lost her senses. Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps, so she could tell the stories to the girls back home. She went to the city and got so 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 diddy, she had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Uh, a message prototypical uh, hip hop in hip hop mood today I guess uh, I wanted to start out with some things the show sometimes I uh, get involved in one or another different part different types of music <clears throat> and neglect others Here's a beauty by Tupac Shakur. no changes wake up in the morning and i ask myself it's like worth living should i blast myself i'm tired of being poor and even worse i'm black my stomach hurts so i'm looking for a purse to snatch cops give a damn about a negro pull a trigger killing he's a hero get it to the kids who the hell cares one less hungry mouth on the welfare 
dirt, ship them dope, and let them deal with brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead. I got love for my brothers, but we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We gotta start making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how I was supposed to be. I can't double take a brother if he's close to me. Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids, but then it changed. That's the way it is. Come on. Just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Changes. All I see is racist faces Misplaced hate makes disgrace to racist We under, I wonder what it takes to make this One better place, let's erase the wasted Take the evil out the people, they'll be acting right Cause both black and white, and smoke tonight And the only time we chill is when we kill each other It takes skill to be real time to heal each other And although it seems evident, we ain't ready to see a black president uh, It ain't a secret or concealed a fact The penitentiary's packed and it's filled with blacks but some things will never change Try to show another way But staying in the dope game Now tell me what's a mother to do Being real don't appeal to the brother in you You gotta operate the easy way I made a G today But you made it in a sleazy way Selling back to the kids I gotta get paid But hey, well, that's the way it is Come on, come on That's just the way it is Things will never be the same that's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Hear me. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. We gotta make a change. It's time for us as a people to start making some changes. Let's change the way we eat, let's change the way we live, and let's change the way we treat each other. You see, the old way wasn't working, so it's on us to do what we gotta do to survive. And still I see no changes, can a brother get a little peace? It's warm on the streets and a war in the Middle East. Instead of war on poverty, they got a war on drugs so the police can bother me. And I ain't never did a crime I ain't have to do, but now I'm back with the locks, giving it back to you. Don't let them jack you up, back you up, crack you up, and pip smack you up. Your mobile phone, but tell the cops I can't touch this. I don't trust this when they try to rush. I bust this. That's the sound number two. You say it ain't cool, but mama didn't raise no fool. And as long as I stay black, I gotta stay strapped. And I never get to lay back, cause I always gotta worry about the payback. Some buck that I roughed up way back. Coming back after all these years. Right, tap, 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 tap. That's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. Never change.
let's take a look now at uh, musicians. I wanted to <clears throat> find out a little bit about ACDC. Okay, ACDC is an Australian band, it turns out. Australian band. Started in Sydney, Sydney in 1973 by brothers Malcolm and Angus Young. They've been described as hard rockers, blues rockers, heavy metal. I never thought of ACDC as heavy metal. They just say they're a rock and roll band. ACDC have sold more than 200 million records worldwide. So what we heard was Stiff Upper Lip, one of their great hits, I mean, great band. Okay, we're on the labor beat now. What's going on in labor? What's going on macro and micro in labor? Thousands of protesters, this is on the RT website, thousands of protesters demand higher public sector pay in the Polish capital. More than 26,000 people took to the streets in the Polish capital of Warsaw, on Saturday to demand higher public sector pay from the government. The trade unions behind the rally want more state money to be spent on salaries in education, health care, and other areas. We can't live paycheck to paycheck. Our families are starving. Jan Gutz, head of the OPZZ trade union, told the crowd. The protest is aimed at putting pressure on the ruling conservative law and justice PIS party in the run-up to the multiple municipal election, which will take place in Poland in October. All around the world, the theme is the same. We read about a protest uh, about against uh, Vladimir Putin himself. Let's see if we've got a follow-up on that. Um, this is RT, the 22nd. At least 3,000 people gathered in the Russian capital to protest against pension reform on Saturday, police confirmed. Among others, people rallied against the planned rise of the retirement age. The rally was organized by the Communist Party and other leftist groups and was agreed to by local authorities. There have been no reports or arrests. Similar protests were also held in other cities around Russia. So we look at uh, Putin and we look at Trump and we look at the Chinese ruling group and we look at England, we look at, the, at France and the other EU countries. The struggle everywhere is the same. Workers fighting for better, higher wages, safer workplaces, workers demanding 
what was promised them, pensions. Now, the state is trying, all over the world is trying to take our pensions away, to take away our health care. All over the world, including Russia. And as long as there are greedy people, there will be a labor movement. I read an article, uh, I guess it was in Harper's, and it was titled, In Order to Gain Attention, Labor's Last Stand. Well, it turned out it wasn't about Labor's Last Stand, it was about the stakes, the upcoming stakes in the next few months, in the next few years. Is labor going to survive as an active force in society, able to confront big institutions like private companies with their private police forces and their money? Who is going to do that? The only check on corporate greed is a workers' movement. So let's say all the workers in the world decide, ah, hell with this, you know. This labor movement stuff just doesn't work. We keep losing. Let's just forget it. So there's no organized labor movement. What'll happen the very next day is that some boss somewhere will have to make more money. The new investors who are coming in want to cut cut to the bone there's a lot of wasted effort we can make more money here so that greed will drive the president of the, the corporate president to his managers to his staff people to push the workers harder to make more money there's no end to greed okay greed is endless so these companies will keep trying to bust their workers down to make more money for them. That's where the labor movement comes from. The labor movement is the reaction to corporate greed. Okay. Background music is being provided by Ali Akbar Khan. Let's look at the labor beat. And um, one thing I noticed, I mean, if you're familiar with the novel of the story 1984, the way that the government, the ultimate way that the government would um, manipulate the public, the workers, was by changing history, taking names out of history, putting other things in that weren't real. This, the people in their schools would learn not history, but a story made up to support the ruling class. 
So what happened this week in uh, Texas, I believe, was that a school board in Texas was going through the history books and writing down their recommendations for the history books. And they decided that they wanted to take out any mention of Helen Keller. Helen Keller, <clears throat> of course, if you're familiar with the movie The Miracle Worker or the play, uh, was a child in Alabama of a well-to-do family who was born um, deaf and blind, had a fever when she was very young. And she existed up until about the time she was six or eight as a kind of a, a wild animal. No one could really communicate with her, and she couldn't communicate with them. So it became a situation where she would just demand, physically demand whatever she wanted. And uh, the story, of course, tells about how she was taught, how a gifted teacher named Ann Sullivan uh, helped Keller learn to communicate, basically learn to read by by making uh, words in her palm. At any rate, Helen Keller went on to become a socialist, an IWW member, and uh, someone who wrote for the IWW paper, Crusader for the Poor and the Handicapped. Keller understood that poverty is the cause of many medical conditions. People who don't have enough money to afford health care have to wait longer to go see the doctor if it's such a stretch. She wrote, the majority of mankind is ground down by industrial oppression in order that the small remnant may live in ease. No wonder they took her off. Sorry, Helen, I write on in Labor Notes. Labor Beat comes from Labor Notes. A Facebook page, Labor and Love Radio. Facebook page. Sorry, Helen, you don't make it in Texas. Gotta make room for Billy Graham. That refers to the fact that Billy Graham, who had not been in in the uh, textbooks, was now included. So they in effect, took out Helen Keller and put in Billy Graham. They also took out Hillary Clinton. Okay. Hillary's in good in good company there. Um, Labor and Love Radio reports that, published by Shared via Add This, eight people control half the world's wealth. Wow. This is unbelievable. Eight people, half the world's wealth. The amazing thing is that it's happened, all happened, all been accelerated within the past 
few years. The elite world order in jitters. This is on uh, counterpunch.org. According to a brand new book by Peter Phillips, the world is now controlled by a handful, actually several handfuls, of powerful, rich elites via interlocking capital exchanges spanning the globe. This ultra-small coterie dictates world events and expects results. However, they are painfully aware that forces from down below are growling, growing restless. Very restless indeed. Phillips in his book, The Global Power Elite, writes... There's a growing concern among reformist, ele reformist elements of the transnational elite that unchecked inequality threatens the stability of global capitalism and that there must be some sort of redistribution. These elites have been scrambling to find ways to reform the system in order to save capitalism from itself and to undercut more radical challenges. He claims. I guess they're just not trying very hard. Okay. Here's our thing about socialism again, and I think I'm going to play it again. There are so many people who don't understand what we mean when we say socialist. Um, so this is on Newsbroke. Monster hiding under America's bed. Our chupacabra, our candy man. Say it three times into a mirror and your kid goes to college for free. Americans are so used to demonizing socialism that most don't really know what it is or they're shy to admit that they're curious about it. Like how most adults are afraid to watch the Twilight series because what if they discover they're totally on Team Edward? But thanks to a 76-year-old self-described democratic socialist and now a whole host of candidates running openly as socialists, maybe it's time to understand it. We're looking at some of the biggest myths told about the S-word. Hit it, Kate! We've all heard socialism described by the right. You wait in lines for hours, you eat what little nutrients are available, and everyone wears the same thing. Why does socialism sound a lot like Disneyland? Socialism is a favorite straw man of the right, used to disparage any candidate that mentions anything that resembles something like generosity, whether it's Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders. And instead of including socialist voices on television to clarify, they actually have segments like this. I gotta go to the liberal panel. It's gotta be tough for you to look at uh, your candidates and see how boring and stiff they are. They're stiffer than you. Well, they are. Well, thanks a lot. But they did talk about policy, unlike the Republican debates, and it's not socialism, it's capitalism, it's democratic socialism within a capitalist society. You wanna talk about giving stuff away? Yeah. It's giving stuff, what Republicans do is give stuff to the top 1%. Is Social Security socialism? Medicare socialism? Yes. Medicaid socialism? Yes. You wanna take all that away? I I do. I, I want to take all of it away. See you how that stupid works panel. campaign. I want to take it all away. I don't want the government taking my money. I can spend it better than they can, and I can't believe I'm yelling at you and again. Oh my God. 
Greg Gutfeld just lost an argument to an animatronic gag he scripted to make himself look smarter. That's like getting your ass kicked by a punching bag. Seriously though, there are many different definitions of socialism depending on who you ask. And just because a country has socialist policies doesn't mean it's a socialist country. There are degrees of socialism. So let's just start out with a safe Wikipedia description. Socialism is a range of economic and social systems characterized by social ownership and democratic control of the means of production. That sounds pretty harmless, and yet, of course that's what a collectively edited, non-profit, free encyclopedia would say, and look how that turned out. Oh, pretty good. You can think about socialism as democracy for the economy, an economy that takes planning and forethought and doesn't just leave wealth distribution to the invisible hand of the market, which in case you were wondering, looks like this for the 99% of us. And yet, instead of having an honest conversation about what a more democratic economy could look like in a country with the worst income inequality since before the Great Depression, we hear this. Listen up, all you Bernie Sanders supporters. We'll say it again. Socialism doesn't work. Socialism keeps failing. This is Socialism 101. We've seen it fail over and over again. It's failing now because of problems inherent to socialism. Myth number one, socialism's been attempted and failed. But has it truly? Critics point to examples of leaders who took a twisted version of Marxism and implemented it to the extreme, like Pol Pot of Cambodia or Stalin's Soviet Union. But those are better examples of totalitarianism than anything else. As Noam Chomsky, linguist and man who lost award for most desirable lefty grandpa to a younger, hotter Jew put it, the Soviet Union wasn't actually socialist. He says Russia called itself that to trick those sympathetic to socialism, and the US did the same to make people more afraid of socialism. The core notion of at least traditional socialism is that uh, what you mentioned, that working people have to be in control of production. The Soviet Union is the exact opposite of that. Uh, working people had no control over anything. They were uh, virtual slaves. Also, why judge an ideology on its most extreme examples? That's like judging a love of baseball by the Red Sox fan who carved red socks into his forehead with a broken Miller Lite. Loving baseball is the least of his problems. Funny enough though, even baseball isn't safe from the myth that socialism has failed. Listen to this announcer calling a Dodgers game suddenly go off on socialism when a Venezuelan player steps up to bat. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. Anyway, 0-2. Oh my God, I truly hope that somewhere out there, there is a Spanish language announcer mentioning the failures of capitalism when calling an American soccer game. Bueno, son manos porque no hay dinero en el fútbol. No es como el fútbol americano donde hay muchos momentos para publicidades. El capitalismo vence al deporte. Piénsenlo, cero a dos. Yes, Venezuela is going through an insane political crisis right now, but it's not clear that that crisis has anything to do with their socialist policies. And since that would take another 10 minutes to break down, instead, we threw a couple of links to articles below for you to read. Yes, read. But what we never hear when discussing Venezuela is how putting their nationalized oil money into social programs led to a dramatic reduction in poverty and an increase in literacy. And how about Cuba? Has socialism failed there? 
Cuba is not a democracy, for sure, but it also has the highest literacy rate in all of Latin America, not to mention free healthcare and free higher education. And now they're developing a lung cancer vaccine, and that means they'll be able to safely smoke all the cigars that we can't even import. Instead, we've been left with vaping, which is somehow less cool than cancer. Another myth we hear is that socialism is too expensive. But too expensive for who? In France, the government covers all or pays back at least 70% of healthcare costs, which meant a lot when this couple had twins. Even though the boys were delivered by cesarean section and Nomi spent nine days in a private room, leaving the hospital they paid 19 euros. 19 euros! Coincidentally, the dollar price of an Uber ride to the ER in the US to avoid going into debt over an ambulance ride. Compare that French experience to an American couple who went bankrupt after also having twins who were premature. It was 2.2 million. Oh, we lost everything. We paid every bill we could. We sold everything we could. We sold our car, we sold our furniture, we sold our clothing, we liquidated our 401ks. We got, we, I mean, we sold everything. Jesus. But you might be thinking, well, France spends more money on healthcare, and you would be wrong. Uh, France spends 11% of its GDP, and the US spends 17.2% of our GDP on healthcare. And France is consistently ranked as having one of the best healthcare systems in the world, while we clock in last when compared to the 10 most developed countries. But on the bright side, Trump is working hard to make us not a developed country. So what about students? Is socialism too expensive for them? because in many countries around the world, university tuition is essentially free. In Germany, it's even free for foreigners to benefit from, like Americans. I had heard things like I'd be able to drink, I'd have health care. Each month it cost about 600 euro to live here. My room, train tickets, school, food. My main motivation, of course, was saving money. Was it? Because I'm pretty sure the first thing you said was you'd be able to drink, so I think that's where your money's gonna be going. Ah, you can take a boy out of South Carolina, but you can't take a tall boy out of his hand. Germany doesn't see free college as a drain on the economy, but believes that investing in young people's education, even that of non-Germans, will benefit the German economy in the long run. Compare that to how we pay for school in the United States, which is basically an F-U-I-O-U, as student debt just hit $1.5 trillion. Though to be fair, student debt is a job creator for student debt collectors. Germany's example flies in the face of another myth spouted about socialist policies, that they're not good for business. They stifle innovation and competition, and heavy regulations and taxes only make companies move abroad. Work for less! Bangladesh! But take Denmark. The government spends a lot on job training and education, especially for the unemployed. And Danish companies participate in these programs because it means they have a stronger workforce. So when Danes get laid off, they get help learning a new skill that isn't putting together IKEA furniture for strangers. Mostly because they hate the Swedes. In 2015, Denmark was ranked by Forbes as being the best country for business and is consistently ranked as the happiest country on earth, something Fox News blowhards like Bill O'Reilly desperately try to find a way to undermine. When I heard the Danes were the happiest people on earth, I thought back to my ancestors in Ireland who were beheaded and raped by the Danish Vikings. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a happy experience. I yeah, Bill, way to dunk on the libs by bringing up an unrelated grudge you've been carrying with you since the year 800. Later in the same conversation, the intrepid reporters hit on another myth about socialism, the it'll never work in America myth. 
there are five and a half million Danes. Right. And that's it. We have 300 million people here, Bill. Okay, this myth I really don't understand the logic of. If there are more people paying more taxes into a social welfare state, doesn't that mean more money? What, suddenly Americans don't know how to scale up? We gave the world Starbucks, Walmart, and King Kong. We're all about scaling up. Another myth about socialism is that it requires big government, and that government is not democratic. But look at Norway, a country whose economic model has been called a 21st century version of socialism, and has also been ranked as the world's best democracy. After the global financial crisis of 2008, Norway decided not to tighten its purse strings. Instead, under a socialist finance minister, federal control of financial assets in sectors like oil expanded, and the government directed that money into their sovereign wealth fund, or national bank, which is part of the reason Norwegians enjoy benefits like universal health care, education, guaranteed parental leave, and oh yeah, no national debt. As far as democracy goes, Norwegians are automatically registered to vote, and 78% did in the last election, compared to our 55% in the last election. Not that the stakes were high. <sighs> Norway has nine parties instead of our two, a parliamentary system of proportional representation instead of our winner-take-all system, and Norwegians have reindeer. Can we have nothing? When all of the myths above fail them, conservatives always resort to a final myth about socialism, which is capitalism is better. Die-hard capitalists insist there is no alternative to their system. Sure, it's claimed as many, if not more, lives than socialism, from colonialism to rampant poverty caused by neoliberal economics to, oh yeah, the millions who died in wars fought to preserve its dominance, capitalism is still better. Just watch how economist Milton Friedman, the Bunsen of free enterprise, defended his ideology in an interview with a barrage of whataboutisms. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. Uh, and what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. In Norway, we've been over this. They're with the reindeer. But if that kind of cynicism is what defends unfettered capitalism, maybe we should rethink it. But listen, I am happy to be proven wrong, which is why I'm going to consult my conservative panel. Hey, conservative panel, what do you think about all these socialist myths? What, that, what, they're not myths. They're not myths at all. Generosity is evil. If you give people free handouts, they're gonna have to eat rats out of buckets. And don't ask me to link cause and effect. Cause and effect is fake news. Okay, okay, listen, conservative panel, I know you're confused and angry because things aren't always black or white. History is fluid, and your president is going down in a fiery ball of lies. But maybe keep an open mind about socialism. Capitalism is built on greed, which, as it turns out, is not best for either people or or business, or the planet. Maybe capitalism could use some socialism. Americans are innovative and hopeful, so maybe the world has yet to see the best of socialism, and even capitalism. Um, actually, Jesus turned the other cheek to ignore a homeless person. <sighs> Thanks once again for watching News Broke. If you haven't heard, this is our third to last video, which is oh so sad, but guess what? We've got two years. Two
Okay, that was our take on socialism. That's AK Plus's news broke. There's one from Really American, and it features a guy with a uh, hard hard hat, and he's his face is obviously dirty. He's a working guy. His hands. In 1978, I made $10 an hour installing air conditioning. I had a brand new truck that cost $6,800. I rented a two-bedroom house for $300 a month. Gas was 60 cents a gallon. Food and insurance were cheap. Now the same job pays $17 an hour. That truck is $40,000. The house is $1,400 a month. And food costs seven times more. How can the people of our country advance in life like this? Don't you agree it's time we did something about the corporate greed destroying our country? Here, here. And then there's always the people. Always the people who don't want to get involved, you know? Who are content or who make themselves content uh, with just sitting on the sidelines. Uh, Let's see, labor and love. Radio Labor, our Radio Labor Report, weekly labor labor radio on the Radio Labor website, Radio Labor. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on September 21st, 2018. I'm Mark Belongshin. In the report this week, thousands of blacks and other people of color in the UK face deportation. McDonald's workers strike across the United States. The Labor Start report about union events around the world and singing Take Them Down. This is Radio Labor. After World War II, much of the UK was in a ruined state and needed lots of people to help it recover. It invited thousands of people to come to Britain as workers in the reconstruction. Many of those workers were people of color from countries in the Caribbean or other parts of the Commonwealth. Now, those workers are being told that they must return to their country of origin. It's being called the Windrush Scandal after one of the ships that brought the workers to the UK. I talked to Zita Holborn about the situation. Ms. Holborn is the national chair of an advocacy organization called Black Activists Rising Against Cuts, known by its acronym Barack UK. I asked Ms. Holborn to describe what's become known as the Windrush Scandal. So the Windrush Scandal, as it's been called, is about the injustice that's been experienced by people that came to the UK, predominantly from the Caribbean, during the 1950s and 1960s, people that were invited to the UK 
after World War II to help the post-war efforts. They were directly recruited um, in some circumstances by um, public sector organisations, by the Department of Employment to come and do jobs in the UK. They were told this was mother country, some countries that part of the British Empire. As far as they were concerned, they were British citizens. 50, 40, 50 or 60 years later, they're now being told that they're in the country illegally. They're literally being snatched, detained and deported and being deported in uh, many cases en masse. So entire planes being chartered just for the purpose of deporting people. Do you have an example of somebody who was affected by this scandal? I have lots of examples. I've been supporting lots of different families and individuals at different stages. There are people who haven't ended up being deported, people that have been detained for long periods, and also people who have been deported and they're not allowed into the country for around 10 years, sometimes more than 10 years. And also people that have gone on a holiday back to their country of origin in the Caribbean. They may have gone to a family funeral or something like that. When they've tried to return to the UK, they've been refused entry into the country and effectively been exiled for 10 years. One case that is at the front of all our minds here in the UK right now is the case of Sarah O'Connor. Sarah wasn't deported, but she was threatened. She was one of those people that a year ago, having gone to school in the UK, and all her schooling in the UK come as a small child, worked all her life, in her 50s, was suddenly told, you're here illegally, you don't belong here, you're not a British citizen. She was threatened with deportation. She had to fight her case. She almost became destitute if it wasn't for the um, support of her family and her children because she had no income. She was threatened with eviction by her landlords because she had no wages and she couldn't work because they said she was here illegally, even though she'd been working her entire life. And even though she won her case and fought her case successfully, she very, very sadly passed away a few days ago and the stress of this whole year fighting for justice took its toll on her. It seems quite clear, given that most of the people affected are black or people of color, that this is a racist situation. Do the government authorities recognize the racist nature of this scandal? No, because they're in denial about their racism. The rest of society does. Um, and they're also trying to mask the real figures, I would say. I've served two or three freedom of information requests with sets of questions in each request on the government. Um, and they have a set period in which they're supposed to reply and they failed to answer my questions. I've had to report them and complain to the information commissioners who've had to escalate complaints and instructions to the Home Office um, at you know, two levels. Um, I've had to do formal complaints directly to the Home Office about their failure. And then they've come back and said, this is not information that we can share with you five months down the line. But they're trying to mask the real problem. They're trying to deny that racism exists. But you're talking about this is the same government that um, uh, commissioned go-home vans to drive around London saying, text home if you're here illegally and we'll help deport you. You know, it's a really uh, racist uh, system that we're uh, having to experience and live with here in the UK, but they're never going to admit. 
that their policies are racist. But yes, if you look at the people being targeted, I've talked about people from the Caribbean, but also other former Commonwealth and Commonwealth countries, people from those countries are also being targeted, but all people of colour. So you're talking about Nigerians, Ghanaians, other African countries, Pakistani people, Bangladeshi people, but never Australians or Canadians, for example. An extended version of this interview can be found on the Radio Labour website. McDonald's workers in the United States and around the world are fed up with sexual harassment on the job. See Marie Ainsborough reports. McDonald's workers in 10 U.S. cities went on strike against sexual harassment on Wednesday, September 19th. The strikes were scheduled for lunchtime, the busiest time for the restaurants. The job actions were planned months ahead with hundreds of McDonald's workers participating in strike committee meetings. The union supporting the workers is the Service Employees International Union, the SEIU. Here are some of the workers who have been organizing the strikes. Hello, my name is George and I work at McDonald's. I'm a worker at McDonald's. I'm a fast food worker at McDonald's. Hi, I'm Tyree Johnson, a McDonald's worker for 26 years. And I work at the McDonald's at 2425 East 79th Street. And I think sexual harassment is wrong and it shouldn't be happening at the store at all. I don't think that sexual harassment should be acceptable in any stores. Um, me personally, I haven't experienced, but I have seen like a few of my coworkers experience, but they never like really spoke up and spoke out about it. They kept quiet out of fear of losing their job or uh, I guess you would call it being a snitch in the store. Um, but when other people that I know of have went to management, nothing was done. Uh, I've heard stories in past events about women being sexually harassed on the job, and it, it really got me emotional. McDonald's itself, when they hear a complaint, they don't do anything about it. They just pass the buck from this person to this person to this person. But it really needs to stop because it's really happening in the workplace and it's not right. There are a lot of women there that works there that have been harassed by guys themselves, workers, customers, managers. Yeah, so McDonald needs to step in and really see what's going on in these facilities because it's happening, it's happening every day. An industry report has shown that 90% of women working at McDonald's have experienced some form of sexual harassment. With the help of SEIU, the McDonald's workers are campaigning for a $15 an hour wage they are also complaining about a wage structure which allows employers to pay only $2.13 an hour to employees who receive tips. This federally stipulated tip wage rate has not been increased since 1991, 27 years ago. The struggle to get McDonald's to pay decent wages is a worldwide one. Last year at this time, workers in Britain went on strike for a £10 an hour wage. In New Zealand, Unite the Union won a $15 an hour minimum wage and legislation outlawing zero-hours contracts. Zero-hour contracts stipulate that workers must be available for work, but are not promised any hours. This is C. Marie Ainsborough reporting for Radio Labour. Here with his report about union events around the world is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Here's a small sample of the hundreds of union news stories in 31 languages added to our site each day last week. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the arrest on terrorism charges of those who led a strike of construction workers protesting the death of 17 of their co-workers in Turkey and demands for an increase in the minimum wage for garment workers in Bangladesh. 
we had news of strikes and lockouts in dozens of countries. Here are just a few highlights. Rail workers in the United Kingdom carried out the latest on a long string of one-day walkouts as they continued to resist the elimination of train positions. Dutch postal workers refused work when they were instructed to sort their mail while walking and delivering it rather than at a central location. Public transport workers in India mounted a mass hunger strike as part of their struggle to stop the privatization of the service they provide. State employee unions in Swaziland, where workers' organizations face extreme legal and extra-legal oppression, held a three-day strike this week to protest a deadlock in wage talks. Belgian harbor pilots were on dry land as they escalated their wage dispute. A series of strikes swept Costa Rica as unions resisted changes to the tax system which affect low-income workers. In Israel, a mass sick-out by train drivers resulted in their employers' return to the bargaining table. Oil workers in South Africa entered the third week of a strike by mostly white workers as they attempted to gain access to an economic empowerment program that is aimed at black workers. And the lockout of aerospace parts workers in Canada is now approaching the 700-day mark. Our top working women's stories included coverage of a one-day national strike against sexual harassment by McDonald's workers in the United States. The union raising the alarm about the decline in the number of female apprentices in Australia and the passage of union-supported improvements to pay equity legislation in New Zealand. The Health and Safety Newswire rerun in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories to hundreds of union websites around the world about the union study that links the increase in the use of certain street drugs to the workplace violence experienced by Canadian healthcare workers and calls by a union in Macau for the closing of casinos whenever a typhoon threatens that city. Currently, Labor Start is running three online actions. Take just a few seconds out of your day and join thousands of trade unionists around the world in helping workers make their lives better, or even help save those lives. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here are the Dropkick Murphys with Take Them Down.
so when the boss comes home, don't you sell your soul when the boss comes calling? We gotta That's it. International labor news you can use. You can find more labor news on our website at www.radiolabor.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Bolasho. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. labor. Imagine that the Windrush scandal. Workers who came to work to rebuild Britain after World War II and brought their families. Well, their ancestors are now being told that they have to leave and go back to the countries that they came from. We're talking about a worldwide movement among leaders, whether from any variety of countries who want to take away workers' rights, who want to take away pensions. This is also, this is also a movement that's going on now too, to get immigrant people, people that the ruling group says are quote unquote different, and get them out. Don't let them come here like we have at our borders. The number of immigrants now has been lowered to 30,000. 30,000 immigrants. Can't do much with that. Let's see if we can get our little saying up here. So you're just not into politics. Hmm. Your boss is your landlord is, and your insurance company is. And every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage. It's time to get into politics. Okay, last week we listened to part one of a poem by Corky Gonzalez. Um, the subject was the Chicano people, the people of Mexican descent who are living on land that was formerly part of Mexico and their self-identification with Mexico <clears throat> being part of a greater Mexican nation. Yo soy Joaquin, I am Joaquin, and it was written by Corky Gonzalez, an activist organizer in Denver, Colorado. Here's part two of Yo soy Joaquin.
upon my age, old, burdened, back. Inferiority is the new load. The Indian has endured and still emerged the winner. The mestizo must yet overcome, and the gachupi will just ignore. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro. I look at myself and see part of me who rejects my father and my mother and dissolves into the melting pot to disappear in shame. I sometimes sell my brothers out and reclaim them for my own when society gives me token leadership in society's own name. I bleed in some smelly cell from club or gun or tyranny. I bleed as the vicious gloves of hunger cut my face and eyes as I fight my way from stinking barrio to the glamour of the ring and light of fame for mutilated sorrow. My blood runs pure on the ice cake hills of the Alaskan Isles. On the corpse-strewn beach of Normandy, the foreign land of Korea, and now Vietnam. Here I stand, before the court of justice, guilty for all the glory of my rasa, to be sentenced to despair. Here I stand, poor in money, arrogant in pride, bold with machismo, rich in courage, wealthy in spirit and faith. My knees are caked with mud. My hands calloused from the hole. I have made the Anglo rich, yet equality is but a word. The Treaty of Hidalgo has been broken and is but another treacherous promise. My lands are lost and stolen. My culture has been raped. I lengthen the line at the welfare door and fill the jails with crime. These, then, are the rewards this society has for sons of chiefs and kings and bloody revolutionists who gave a foreign people all their skills and ingenuities to pave the way with brains and blood for those hordes of gold-starved strangers who 
changed our language and plagiarized our deeds as feats of valor of the road. They frowned upon our way of life and took what they could use. Our art, our literature, our music, they ignored. So they left the real things of value and grabbed at their own destruction by the greed and avarice. They overlooked that cleansing fountain of nature and brotherhood, which is Joaquin. I must fight and win this struggle for my sons, and they must know from me who I am. I have endured in the rugged mountains of our country. I have survived the toils and slavery of the fields. I have existed in the barrios of the city, in the suburbs of bigotry, in the mines of social snobbery, in the prisons of dejection, in the muck of exploitation, in the fierce heat of racial hatred. And now the trumpet sounds. The music of the people stirs the revolution. Like a sleeping giant, it slowly rears its head to the sound of tramping feet, clamoring voices, mariachi strains, fiery tequila explosions. of my people and I refuse to be absorbed.
but my spirit is strong. My faith, unbreakable. My blood is pure. I am Aztec Prince and Christian Christ. I shall endure. I will endure. That was uh, Luis Valdez telling a poem, a poem called Yo Soy Joaquin, I Am Joaquin, the epic poem of the Mexican people. Yo Soy Joaquin. This is Labor and Love Radio. We're getting on to uh, the, the noon hour. Labor and Love Radio wants to remind you that everywhere you go, people are working. And at any given day, at any given time, any given place, there will be labor unrest. People will be standing up for their rights. People will be trying to make their lives and work better. Okay, let's play some music. Mm. I want to play... Uh, Ry Cooter singing about Dodger Stadium. Mr. Yard, a small man, as anyone can plainly see. Grammar in 
little piece of land. A little piece of land that the Chicano community of Logan Heights wanted to make into a park. A park where all the chavalitos could come and play in so they wouldn't have to play in the street and get run over by a car. A park where all the viejitos could come in the tarde and just sit down and watch the sun go down. A park where all the familias could come and just get together on a Sunday afternoon and celebrate the spirit of life itself. But the city of San Diego said, Chale, we're gonna make a highway patrol substation here. So on April the 22nd, 1970, La Raza of Logan Heights and other Chicano communities got together and they walked on the land and they took it over with their picks and their shovels and they began to build their own park. And today, almost 20 years later, that little piece of land under the Coronado Bridge in San Diego is known to people everywhere as Chicano Park. Orale, raza. Vamos al parque. Yeah. It began in 1970 under the Coronado Bridge and mi barrio in San Diego.
en que vivan los barrios unidos. Que vivan, que vivan los barrios unidos. Que vivan, que vivan los barrios
200,000 coal miners in the U.S. went on strike in support of supervisory employees' demand for collective bargaining, part of a wave of strikes in the wake of World War II. And let's read again Letelier. I guess I wasn't on mic. On this day, September 21st, 1976, a Chilean immigrant... Uh, who was a socialist labor organizer, was murdered in the U.S. In, uh, by Pinochet's secret police, helped out by the U.S. AFL-CIO in its Cold War iteration. Episode 8 of the podcast, we're on Working Class History website now, Episode 8 of the podcast, speaking with Jeremy Brecker about the wave of strikes during the Vietnam War. And on and on. Okay. It don't make sense if you can't make peace. You know, the blues speak of so many things making a kind of variety of the program. It requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know So this know is about. the B Labor and Love Radio, where we tell you how it is. Labor and Love Radio says... And when you think about... If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. The various religions... Labor and Love Radio... Reminds you that if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is where you work, we have been able to make anything probably that we want to make. Labor and love and radio anything we want to do. Never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. Miracles. And when I say labor, I mean you. But it don't make sense. Labor and love radio. When we can't make peace. The labor meets the road. You know, you Signing. made everything else. Wise men, great men. No labor and love radio next every week. every nation in the world, all the countries in the world. A, uh, labor educators. Have all kinds of conventions and festivals. Willie Dixon. Spend all the money. Suppose you had to sense. spend half as much money on trying to make peace as you have been making war. We wouldn't have to worry about nothing. But it don't make sense. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. When you can't make peace.
You have made great plains to span the sky. You gave sight to the blind with the man's eyes. Much for weeks. But it don't make sense. You can't make peace. You take one man's heart and make another.
so many comedy shows at this station. We're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the Kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things, and invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free! You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, 5 hours. That's over 8.5 comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half-wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times 5 hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> Are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding. Fly Black Plastic, ladies and gentlemen. Come to you live on Mutiny Radio. FM from the Sunny Mission District.